Yo, 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 what's going on, people? Locked into another episode of Over the Bridge Podcast. Uh, myself, Kweku, we're joined in the building by two special guests, but we let them introduce themselves shortly. But we are three out of four of the men I'm here today, but I was on a mission, probably traveling somewhere. Um, but we have to my right. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys the and girls. Baritone. Baritone, bass, my guy. Bass. <laughs> Uh, Tommy Dyer in the building, what's good? What's like good? Barry what's White. Good? Man like Barry. <laughs> I never take anything for granted. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> Sorry, this is in my ears. <laughs> and we also have man like... Yeah, it's Patrick. Hello, everybody. You're trying to put on the bass like me. You no, I'm not even You're still. trying to put on that. My voice is up here. It stays up here. It's cool. <laughs> Got to own it, don't it? Yeah. Um, cool. So we have two special guests and this episode is going to be really interesting. We haven't had women on this guest for a little while, innit? Mm-hmm. It's been yeah. a minute. So it's nice to get, um, we'll cover a topic that we, necessar- we don't necessarily relate to and just kind of get a bit more of a perspective on this particular experience. So we're joined by Hannah and Yasin from Homegirls Unite. Um, gang, gang. <laughs> <laughs> and Hannah, yeah, I'll let you introduce yourself first. Okay, so <clears throat> I'm Hannah. I, what do I do? I am working like documentaries and stuff, but I started off Homegirls Unite with my bestie Yasin. I call him my bestie, but she hates me. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the way. Yeah, we were. <laughs> but we move. It's cool. Um, so yeah. Hi, um, I'm Yasin. I'm a chef. I own a food startup business, mm. and I also do Homegirls with Hannah. Cool. What's the What's the food startup called? It's called Chopwell. It's based Shuttle. around West African food. So if you can't cook, come to us. We'll teach you. That's what it is. <laughs> and I can confirm, yeah. Food's banging. Bang. <laughs> bang. what's, what's, what's the signature dish? Um, Personally, mm. my favourite's the king prawn pepper soup. Hey. But everyone likes the jollof. Like, yeah. the jollof makes the world go round. Can you just so. can you just say your, your ethnic background? Just to I'm Senegambian. Okay, so... <laughs> so, yeah. Jollof. Wolof jollof. So, wolof jollof. So we we carried the jollof land. So, but yeah, I've tried many jollofs. Um, I like the Ghanaian one. Yes. There you go. But I know a lot of people diss the Nigerian. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Pause and clap. Yeah. yeah pause I know clap. a lot of people diss the Nigerian one, but I've actually had a lot of nice Nigerian jollofs. In which so. settings though? In like party settings or, you know, that like you got that, that egg, like exuberant party rice. Yeah, yeah. But that's, that's not jollof. That's, that's not yeah. That's the bulk, bulk thing, isn't it? So yeah. it's not as lang as if like yeah. auntie just made it fresh. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. one of Quaker's points, which I agree, why Nigerian jollof isn't as nice, is that Ooh. they use long mm. grain, yes. long grain rice. That's it. Yeah, hundred percent. That's it. I'm not gonna mince my words about <laughs> it. Like I don't rate Nigerian jollof. Oh, controversial. I got time for it. I got. I've got time for it. But we all know the basmati. That's what just yeah. supersedes the long grain yeah. by so miles. I'm, I'm completely impartial here. But your opinion is what? <laughs> I prefer basmati rice in general. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> of course. Exactly. So be, be, before, of course. before it comes into you know, West African wars, <laughs> in general, I like basmati rice. I like my rice and pieces with basmati. So. I think most people prefer basmati rice. Yeah, it's weird rice. to me. It's weird really? to me that people actually like, mm. long, like grain. long grain over basmati. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Just, it's just odd because it's like basmati yeah. has that extra genesis. It's just aromatic. Aromatic and it's got the soft texture, you know? And then you've got long grain which just has 
a lack thereof. It's like a Long bullet. Way, uh, <laughs> I thought it described as like bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bullets, it is. That's a bullet Bullets. Yeah, Basma is a bit more kind of just elegant. You know what I mean? The way it just falls off the foot. That's what it is. Han, where are you from? Me. Yeah, what's your ethnic background? I'm Somali. You're Somali, yeah? Yeah, Alanda. But um Somaliland, the self-declared Republic of Somaliland. Mm-hmm. Um but I tend to just say yeah, I'm Somali just to like avoid beef. So if you're from Somaliland, your ethnicity is Yolanda? No, no, I'm Somali, but like other Somalis will understand when I say oh, okay. oh yeah, I'm Alanda. Okay. I'm okay, okay. And what kind of rice do you guys have? Us. <laughs> yeah. Don't try it. Do you know what? Yeah. Do I you know put raisins in your rice? Non- yeah. <laughs> and banana as well. Yeah. Banana, yes. banana thing as well. Yes. Yeah. Right. Do you know what? Yeah. Okay. All of you, you can you can say what you want. I'm just but asking. It I've it. had it before. I can't lie. Is it bangs? Yeah. Because I tried like sticky mango bad, rice. Yeah. When I was out there, and I was like, oh, the savoury sweet thing actually works. Bad. I've never does, tried yeah. banana with rice and raisin, but I've tried sweet no, and sour. What you do? So you have like the rice as normal. It's called skudakaris. So it's like um a mix. You don't have white rice. I hate white rice. Doesn't work, mm, and, then, <laughs> and then like you would fry the raisins mm-hmm. <clears throat> with onions, mm-hmm. and you put that on top of the rice, mm-hmm. and then you have your banana on the side. Mm-hmm. Cut a little bit of banana. Yeah. So it's not sweet. It's not plantain. It's then again, it's true. Banana, we have we have banana. plantain. I said it's plantain with the rice. <laughs> 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 They're not that similar. Plantains huh? cooked. They're, yeah, exactly. And yeah, it has yeah. a different flavor. Yeah, it's caramelized. The yeah, it's starchy yeah. as well. Yeah. You get me. Mm. But then you have like. You can do caramelized pasta on the side. So you fry the, the fry the dry, you fry the dry pasta with sugar. That's how Adria. Hold on. That's what it's called. East African. I'm a bit confused. Listen. Now. This is what your man are doing. <laughs> Listen, yeah. Do you know bangs. what? It's funny. Anyone, anyone that's Italian that's listening, yeah, well, that's what I was doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how colonizing places they'll re- they remix the thing and you can't do anything about it. So sorry. <laughs> it actually it works. Is it nice? Mm-hmm. Caramelized pasta. So it's like the, the thinnest kind. Do you know they do the like lumber? Like chili. Yeah, like the really, really thin ones. Yeah, vermicelli, yeah. That yeah one. Is that a pasta? I swear that's noodles. Yeah. <laughs> you lot are just making up things now. <laughs> Same thing. But like really thin, mm-hmm. like spaghetti or... Okay. And you just mm. fry it with sugar. And then that's caramelized as well. You Mad. can have that on the side. Sick. Wait, so is the pasta dry? Yeah. Like, so you wow. add and you just add like a little bit of water. Yeah. To like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it comes out soft. Do you know what? You're going to have to cook it, man. That's what mm-hmm. I'm going to say. She's like, mm-hmm. Then I can do that, Adria. That's calm. It's just me and rice don't work. You can't cook rice? Mm. It's a sensitive way. topic. It's yeah. Really admitting that, Hannah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I saw well, you're, you're, banging at, you're banging at rice cooker, yeah? So what, you're using, you're using rice cooker, not from the pot? Oh, there's no judgment here, isn't it? There's no judgment. There is. Well, your best ease of cooking it. She's a yeah, chef, so she can, she can pat you. you. Don't worry. Pat you. But we're not here to talk about foods. <laughs> I'm intrigued, though. You really can't cook rice. I, do you, listen, yeah? No, okay. I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> cool. So you guys have an initiative called Homegirls Unite. Can mm-hmm. you just tell us what that's about? Like, why did you start it? What it's about? Homegirls. Take it. Do you know what? I really, I really like the name. Because it's like, um, it's this thing where we're trying to support other elder immigrant daughters. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very particular experience that we have. And it was just like from talking to others, it was like, oh, okay, I'm not alone in this. Mm. It's, you know, when people like tweet stuff and it's like, oh yeah, did we all grow up in the same house? That kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. like talking to other daughters who are the eldest. It was like, oh, okay, clearly we've all been living the same 
the same life. Yeah. So for me, it was just kind of started. I was chatting to one of my friends who's Nigerian. She had the same experience. And then I tweeted. I was like, yo, I just want to start a support group. Father eldest immigrant daughters. Yasin was like, yeah, I'm on it. Like she understands the struggle. My other friend Nia was on it. We had like a little meeting at the beginning. And then, yeah, kind of just went from there. It was like homegirls because we was always at home having to look after the other kids and like your younger siblings and stuff being second mum and all that. Mm. So it was just kind of, yeah, a play on that. So your homegirls also like trying to build a community and we're uniting. So it was just homegirls unite made sense. That's cool. Um, What are some of those unique experiences as a eldest daughter of an immigrant family? What are those kind of... Um. Like we've all, excuse me, we've always looked at it from a um, girl's perspective, but it will be quite interesting to see if there's any eldest boys within mm. you guys to see mm. what your experience is. Because what we found was that, for example, the whole being like a mom to your siblings thing mm. and growing up resenting your younger siblings. Because if you, uh, instead of wanting to go out, you have to babysit, mm. like getting home instead of doing your homework, you're like having to cook mm. or th- little things like that, chores, like things that you your um, your friends didn't have to worry about mm. you're like oh here we go again like you well I grew up resenting my siblings because like why are you here like I just want to live my life <laughs> <laughs> and then and then I um I spoke to, like at the time because I grew up in Yorkshire mm-hmm. so um I didn't really have any um friends from the um my ethnic background so all my friends were white they didn't really go through this like Mm. if if their parents tell them to babysit they'll probably be like no i i had i didn't have that choice i hate you mom (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i've got things to do so when um i met hannah and then we were like oh my god you went through this it was like kind of exciting to know that it wasn't just me and um, all those experiences we've, we've had people like tweeting us from America different sides of the world like saying oh my god do you do events here we're like oh no we're just like based in London yeah. so that kind of made us want to like push it more because not gonna lie we haven't been taking it that seriously but That's I've been it. telling Hannah yes, come it. on <laughs> no 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 it's true because like sometimes you get an idea and then yeah. you kind of sleep on it yeah. thinking oh but then you're like actually, actually we need to need work it. on this so what's, yeah. what's the next big thing that you want to do then is it that event you want to so we've done events <laughs> okay mm-hmm. so we've we've held events we've had like movie nights mm-hmm. um we like one of our favorite events was when we did one for Valentine's, which was a self-love event. Oh. So we got um, a lot of girls together. We made like all made love like boxes. love boxes, um, things. It was so shocking how many, like we literally felt like we all grew up in the same house because yeah. we were all going through the same things. Did you all give each other like similar presents and that? Or? No, it was, it was more like... You create this box for yourself. So whenever you're feeling down, you kind of go for it. Words of affirmation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because it's it's really hard. I think that's kind of one of the experiences that we had in common was you, when you start to think of yourself and you start to put yourself first. Mm. You You feel guilty. Yeah, you feel like there's a lot of guilt, like so much guilt. So Mm. our first event that we had, we had a counsellor come in. Mm. To talk about like oh, wow. how do we overcome those kind of yeah. things? Like what do we do? Like how can we because it's like, okay, now all your siblings are grown or they're a bit older, they don't need you as much. Mm-hmm. But you've just never been able to think about yourself. Yeah. Like you've never had the opportunity to put yourself first. As it was never like Yasin said, you can't just come home and like take off your shoes and just chill. Like it was yeah. Okay, now I got to feed this one, I got to do this one, I got to help this one with, uh, with their homework and blah blah blah. Yeah. So it was just 
now, okay, we're in our 20s. It feels like you're living your adolescence now because mm-hmm. you've got the opportunities, you've got the chance to be like, oh, okay, what can I do on my Saturday? Like, I can yeah. actually go out, but it's, I'll be out and then I'll be there like, oh, okay, what are my siblings doing? Mm. Are they going to think that I'm like abandoning them because I'm not there, I'm not accessible? Like, are my parents going to start questioning? Like, it was just all of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So we had that counselor come in and she just kind of like broke down a lot of stuff. Mm took away some worksheets so it was that was like the first one and then the self-love one and it's just been we're trying to do more and like Yasin said because we've got people messaging us from all over the world it's mm-hmm. trying to should I say it yeah yeah okay. trying to do our podcast as well okay. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, have people come in and like talk because it's just the number of dms we get mm. yeah it really breaks your heart because it's it's also kind of scary when you talk to the other girls mm. and you find yourself doing the same things that you would do with your siblings. Yeah. And because it's the first time that they've ever had the chance to do that yeah. and talk to someone older than them and talk to someone who can help them. Right. You can't really turn people away, in it. So yeah. a, a lot of the DMs that you receive is from um, women that are sort of a few years behind you whose, mm-hmm. whose siblings are still young and still need to be looked after. As well as like people uh, are people in okay. mid-20s yeah. who are just starting mm. to live for themselves as well. And they're just mm. like, oh, I feel guilt. I feel like yeah. I don't know how to look after myself. I don't know. I don't have healthy coping mechanisms. Mm. I don't have, like there's nothing, you don't have a toolbox where you can just go to and be like, okay, today I feel shit. What mm. am I going to do? Like, mm. I know for me, I'll put my hands up. I, I will eat. <laughs> and it's like, I'm seeing all these sweets around and it's like, I don't, yeah, don't eat, look at the But it's like, there's no- Mash just grabbed the chocolate bar as well. Where he said that as well. I forgot about, I was going to eat before. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you don't, you don't have those kind of, you don't have those tools and you don't have anyone yeah. to turn to and be like, hey, I'm mm. going through this. Mm, yeah. So now we've become that for other people and people are messaging us and like, oh, mm. I'm going through this situation. I'm doing this. Like yeah. whenever we have events, like we even had like a, a chill one, like people came around to watch films mm, yeah. and it always becomes, it always becomes political, it always becomes very therapeutic for yeah. others because it's yeah. like, they'll come in and they'll, they'll come with their own package and they're like, oh, like mm, my family's doing this. Like, I, I, have, I have to financially provide. It's not even yeah. just like yeah. emotionally. Yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, I have to yeah. financially provide for my family. I have yeah. to like do this and this. And it's like, mm. I want to go traveling, but I can't. Yeah. Because yeah. it's like, I need to pay my mom. I need to do the pay the rent. I can't yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. up and leave. So it's, it's hard out here. Man. I, w- I want to ask on the, on, on the back of that, just to explore some of the stuff you, you've just said. Um, I guess I've got two questions. The first being, um, do you think that one of the reasons why I mean, you have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I've often heard that sometimes there's a kind of, there's always love, but there's a kind of resentment towards like the younger siblings because of the the standards that were in, that were placed upon you from your parents because you're mm. the first, you're the eldest. Um, can you go into detail and explore that a little bit more? And then can you also talk about um, how you guys have got to the point where you're beginning to... Um, not fend for yourself, but kind of just look after yourself and put yourself first. And what what were the steps that you took to mm. to get there or even getting there? What are the steps that you're taking? So, yeah. Um, I think I can answer your second question better because mm. um, I, like I said, I grew up in Yorkshire and then I moved to London for uni mm-hmm. um, when I was 18, 19. Yeah. And since then, I've been independent, living on my own. Mm-hmm. So um, I think a lot, looking at my peers their transition from uni 
from home to uni is yep. so hard for them because mm-hmm. they've always depended on their parents like cooking financially etc but for me it was like wow (laughs) like this is this is it and then after I graduated everyone was expecting me to go back home but I felt like after gaining that independence Mm. I couldn't go back to that um to that box so um for me it's literally knowing what I've been knowing what I wanted it's like I have a good relationship with my parents, but I know that's probably because I'm not in the house. Mm-hmm. I think if I was in the house, it probably wouldn't be like that. Yeah. And um, knowing what I want. And I think I'm quite a logical person. So everything I do, I think ahead. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, I want to... really good at that. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I know if had I gone back home, I probably wouldn't have my business. I probably would have a strained relationship with my dad or something. And it's it's also allowed me to have a better relationship with my siblings because I can like, I'm more, like when I go home, I'm excited to be home. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, I haven't seen you guys in months. So I'm happy to be here. I'm gotcha. happy to cook for you. Yep. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm not cooking for you guys kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um, for me, it's basically focusing on myself and understanding like this is my life yeah. and I can't live it for other people. Mm-hmm. And um, like, obviously you get hard days and stuff that's inevitable, but it's just understanding that um, you can't, if I have a hard if I have too long a hard day, I can't get to where I want. I can't help other people in home girls. Mm-hmm. So it's just um, being sad in moderation, mm-hmm. like picking yourself up and just yep. keep going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think for me as well, it was like, so I did my undergrad in London. Yep. So that was hard. Like going to uni and I was doing languages as well. So you're like, you need to be at uni, you need to be in the like language labs, you need to be practicing. And it was just kind of, you couldn't really do that, eh? It was just my sister at the time, the youngest, was like four, five, like they were small. And yeah. it was like, I need to get home and put them to bed. Like it's not even, oh, I need to help them with their homework. It was like, no, nah, I need to actually get home and put them to bed. Yeah. I need to like feed them, I need to do this and that. And because like, my parents were working as well. And it's just, it was like immediate stuff. Um, but I think for me, it was when I moved away, when I was doing my master's and I moved away and I would come home and it's like, no one died. Like, no one died. All of you guys are still living. This one's doing his homework. This one's finishing. So it was like, raw. like, you guys made me fully believe that if I didn't do X, Y, Z, then the whole house will fall apart. And it was just seeing it and being like, okay, this that's not the case. And that yeah. was really hard for me as well, because it was like, then what is my use? Because suddenly... You felt like it was wasted. Yeah, no, not even that, but more like, what, what can I bring to the table if I'm not of value like if I'm not oh, doing what you guys have told me that I needed to do for so long mm. now now what do I do so it was just kind of like okay mm. I guess I gotta focus on myself like I guess yeah like, yeah because because and because my mom's got these little ones and like my dad as well but so it's like I can't call home and cry because it's like my mom's like you're far away I can't come to you I can't put the kids on the train with me like it's not gonna work so it was like okay I can't call home crying I can't so I had to like just start looking after myself and being like, okay, I need to actually sort myself out. I need to do this and this. And it was kind of what Yasin was saying, being like, okay, how can I get to the place that I want to go? Mm-hmm. But also like in terms of resentment and stuff, I don't think so much because they were so little. Yeah. Like now the youngest is nine. Yeah. I'm like 26. Like yeah, it's, yeah. there's a big gap. Yeah. But there's other, there's like loads, but there's seven of us in total. Okay. So there's like quite a few between us, but it's, 
it's never never resentment because they've always kept me young. They've always kind of, I just see life in a completely different way because mm-hmm. of them because mm-hmm. everything's just so fresh and new and it's like yeah. cool and exciting and it's, you're going through this thing and like I'm going to work and whatever and I get home and it's like, oh, okay. It's not all that bad. Like yeah. it's, it's just fun. Like it's, it's fun. So there's, mm. there's not so much resentment now, but I think growing up it was like, oh, Hannah, go clean your brother's room. My brothers were chilling, playing PlayStation, and it was like, go clean their room. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, rah. So up until like 15, and then 15, I was like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, we're going to fight. Like, we're all going <laughs> to fight. And it was just, that's when I think I kind of started resenting them less because up, I remember genuinely from when I was little, wanting to be a boy. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, that's interesting because like, there's wanted, a different dynamic yeah. that you've introduced, which yep. is. You're yeah. the eldest sister, but you're not actually the eldest sister. That's what yeah. I wanted to ask. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I've got older brother, but mm. we're like less than a year apart. So mm. for some days we're like the same age. So he was going through his own things, but no one was expecting him mm. to come home and clean and whatever. And the yeah. reason I didn't learn to cook, yeah, put it out there, was because it would made my it made my mum have to come home and cook. Because if I was cooking, then she wouldn't there would be no point her coming home. Mm. So I deliberately did not learn how to cook. So and, my and mom your, would come. And your, and your bro never had to cook. My bro never ever had to cook. Does he I know tell how to cook you, now? no. No. But I'm telling you, like, <laughs> I would have to go clean their room, yeah, yeah, and he'll put cool. his feet up, mm. and I'd have to hoover underneath him, like it was oh, that yeah, that kind of like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then, yeah, and then yeah, I was 15. Yeah. I was like, no, like, if yeah. you want us to have any kind of relationship, I told my parents, like, you're always talking because my dad. If we told on each other, we'd get in trouble in it. Because mm. he was trying to foster that relationship where we're like, oh, you're your siblings, you've only got each other. Like, no one else in the world matters apart from you and your siblings. So don't snitch on your Don't sibling. snitch. So if I was to snitch, I'd get in trouble. So afterwards, I was like, listen, you want me to have a relationship with these people <laughs> that you're forcing, but I can't do that if I'm the one that's supposed to be cleaning up after all of these lot. Yeah. And like, my sister was born like last day of year 10. So during GCSEs, I was looking after her. Then the other one was born during A-levels. So it was like, I've got stuff to do. Like mm-hmm. I don't have time to be cleaning up after nine people in the house. Like it's not, mm-hmm. it's not possible. Mm-hmm. So it was just, I had to, I had to stop it and be like, you know, mm-hmm. otherwise there's going to be like full on resentment. And mm-hmm. now like my brothers have moved out and like they're around the corner. I was, I've been staying with them and stuff and it's, it's nice. It's like, oh, they're actually my friends mm-hmm. because we don't have that. Like, we yeah, don't, I don't yeah. need to be like, mm. hey, can you come do this? Hey, can you? And asking for help was, yeah. is not really my thing as well. So rather than saying, oh, like, I can't do this because I've got an exam. It was just like, oh, okay, let me just do it. And then mm. I'll just work around it. So mm. Mm. I remember after my, when I got my GCSEs, my mom apologized because she was like, I got lower than what I was predicted. And I think it was only then that she realized and was like, oh, like, I'm sorry, like, Mm. Clearly, it it messed with your school, but yeah. and she got pregnant again. So. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't too sorry. How, how, how did you do with um, A levels? I did. Like, I did alright with A levels, but yeah. I had to like st- like stop. And I think for me, after shout out my auntie because she I remember she she probably she pulled me to the side once. I'm sure she was like, listen. You didn't even get the couple minutes of pleasure to make these kids. I don't know why you were like killing yourself <laughs> <laughs> to, to do all of this. They got the minutes. best. Like, she was like, listen, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. Mad, yeah. <laughs> but like, she was just like, let's just be honest. Like, they've got parents, they've got people around them. You yeah. do your own thing. And I remember just crying to her because it was, I wouldn't even like buy myself stuff. Like, my student finance went to them. Like, right. it wasn't even like me trying to buy new trainers or yeah, do all of this. Yeah. It just went to them. So it was like, rah. 
Then I started shopping and I was like, okay, yeah. I can, I can, can look live nice. Life, I can do this. <laughs> I wanted to ask, um, do you get a lot of um, DMs from people that sort of have a similar experience? So from women that have a similar experience where they have a male sibling around the same age or probably like a bit older or younger, mm. um, but they didn't have to, like, is, is that They're a common same. thing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of guessed that was the case, but I just wanted to hear it from you guys. Mm. What What do you think, you know, the causes for that is apart from, I mean, patriarchy is obviously one. Patriarchy is bitch. Mm. Yeah. Culture. Um, and, yeah, and sort of cultural practices. But I was wondering if you could expand a bit more on mm. that and how that, you know, that can change in the future. I think um, mums are the problem. <laughs> I think they want, I think um, it's, it's like from two sides. Mm. They want their daughters to be ready for mm. when they leave the house the whole marriage thing comes um like a big play so you need to be ready to cook you need to be ready to clean who's gonna marry you i'm like <laughs> let them i don't want them they don't have to marry me it's fine um and then from the boys perspective i think a lot of women like maybe ex- for example if the dad is not present the guy becomes like the head of the house and then the mom like that's my baby. Like, mm. let him enjoy life. Like, let don't stress him, etc. Like, I've met a girl. Mm. She's um, she was like um, she had an older brother, and her mom made her give the brother every month from her wages. Mm? She had to give him money, yeah. and this boy had his own job. And I'm like, what? that's yeah. financial abuse. Like, yeah, that's financial. Yeah. And this is not. This is not the. Yeah. This is not this the is only the, we've had stories. We've had stories yeah. of like, why haven't you called the police in <laughs> your family? Yeah. Because we like moms, I personally I just hope like from this, if we can achieve anything, mm-hmm. is that for our generation mm-hmm. not to do that to their kids. Because mm. it's like But do you not think that that will be different? Uh, from where I'm sitting, it seems like this is like a very sort of like first generation experience. Like normally by second or third generation, it's like the dynamics change. You'd be or, surprised because really? my my mom left home when she was like five, six, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, As in, she left some She left some. She's yeah. six years old, mm. and like she's been around. She was living with her uncle and aunt, and her uncle was in the UN, so they were traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. She'd seen a lot. She's lived in different places. Yeah, she still holds the same stuff. Mm. And the only thing that was different is because okay, I could speak to her and be like, "Yo, like what you're doing is not right," mm. and she would listen. That's mm. the only thing that was different because it was like. But then it was how many I would have to say stuff like a hundred times. Mm. So now she's complaining about my brothers like, "Oh, their house is messy," or they need to do this, and then and I'm like. You didn't teach them. Mm. Like, there's only so much you can be annoyed about because you did not teach them. Like you, you let them. My, my mom still goes around to the house and like cook for them and like do all of this because she she likes it. She's like, oh yeah, my sons, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And like my dad, my dad was around and he would be like, yo, you need to you need to stop this. Like mm, mm. you're just your baby in them. Mm. So and would your mom ever cook for you? Like say she came. No. Around? So my sister, me and my sister always say yeah. <laughs> I guess there's some kind of resentment. My older brother, mm. he'll just have to say, oh, you're like, mom, in it? And that's it. Mm. <laughs> she'll jump, she'll, she'll swim, she'll do whatever mm. to get to him, yeah? Mm. And then, so like, if she knows he's coming around, she'll cook. Mm. So sometimes I'll just be like, oh, yo, Bilal, like, just call him. <laughs> just, <laughs> 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 so like, we haven't had rice in a couple of days. <laughs> like, it's, 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 
It's serious. Like, she'll do whatever. Mm. And she says, she always says, like, oh, it's, it's, I'll do that for all of you. But I, it's different. I think I remember one time so clearly, yeah. I don't go, ugh. Anyway, once I was like 14, I remember she called them down. She was like, oh, you're like, I made you lot breakfast. And she was like, Hannah, come, come clean the kitchen. And I was like, what? Do you know, when I tell you, yeah, I threw myself on the floor. I was like, no, nah! like started raging because that's the only way, that's the only time these people will understand you. You have to just meet madness with madness. Yeah. So I was like, what? Like, you're <laughs> people and then genuinely be like, oh yeah, come, I made you lot breakfast. I remember she did a whole fry up. I was like, I like beans too. Like, what's this? <laughs> you, you had no food. No, she food. was like, come clean the kitchen. Yeah, and yeah, I was that's, like, that's, that's what? And then after then, I think she was just like, oh, okay. Okay, I see. Mm -hmm. But it was just, it was just constant like fighting. You just and, have to fight. And that, I'm assuming, that is something that, you know, she would have had to have gone through as well. 100%. Was, she, was she the oldest 100, as well? Yeah, she's the oldest in, of like, yeah. so from, she's the only one from her parents. Mm. And then she's got seven on her mom's side and 10 from her dad's side. So she's like the oldest. So she still like supports everyone like financially. Mm. That she's mm. A, mm. Everyone will come to our house. Like she's still- So the expectations that she had for you in definitely. her mind are very normal. Exactly, because, mm. exactly. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you're going to get married. You're going to have kids. Like I'm just making life easier for you. Mm. And it was what Yasin said, like when you move out, you're like raw. Everyone else was stressing and like flying. I was like, bro, I've been paying bills. I've been doing all of this stuff for years. Like, this is nothing. Apart. Like, this yeah. is calm. Yeah. And like, people stress about kids. And I'm like, mate, I was raising two under the age of two when I was like 80. Like, it's not, it's not a thing. Like, mm. I could do this. I'll put them to sleep. I'll start revising. Mm. Like, it's not, it's not stress. That kind of stuff doesn't mm. get me. But what gets me now is like, when I started work and it was like, I'm not good at the job that I'm doing. It's like, right, okay. I've never... No one's ever stopped and explained stuff to me. No one's like kind of right. giving me like critical feedback because no one was around. So it's like, I would find it, I take it to heart. I'm very sensitive when it comes to stuff like that. And, it's like, and being like, oh, okay, shit. Like I'm not good at this. It's, mm. It doesn't make sense because it's mm. just like, you just had to balance so many things that like you just become good at it. And mm. it's like, mm. tell me now to go and stay home and look after kids calm. I can yeah, do that I mean, with my eyes closed. But tell me to start business, start doing this, start working, then I start crying. It's like, what? I don't... Is it similar for you, Yasin, as well? Like, do you have that kind of, almost like a complex? Um. So when I was growing up, I have... Um... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did like, I was born in Gambia. Yeah. And then I was there till I was 11. And then I moved to England. Mm. So when I was in Gambia... Literally every Saturday, because mm. like um, Monday to Friday you're in school, so they don't really force you with the whole cleaning thing. Mm. But Saturday, when um, our maid was off, it was always the girls that had to come. You need to learn how to make okra. <laughs> you need to know how to make this. You need to know how to make that. Sweeping the floors, everything. And then the boys will just be making chilling. like chilling at the end of the road. Like no one... When it's lunchtime, you have to go and call them <laughs> to, come, to come and eat lunch. Like in Gambia, the way it's really, I, I just hate how it's set up with the whole um, inequality. Because um, um, men, they just, they're just living their life. Like that, mm. it actually made me feel like sometimes, oh, I was born in the wrong gender. Because I was like, I would be enjoying life. Like I will be doing anything <laughs> I want. And then I moved... I moved to England and it was me and my dad. And then I had a younger brother. So literally, um, how Hannah kind of had kids, I felt like my dad was my child 
because mm-hmm. I was like the one doing everything. He was like wow. at work. Um, he worked long hours. It was just me and him. My mom like was back in Gambia. So at like 11, 12, I was learning to cook chili con carne, like little things. I was learning to cook Af- like proper African food just so like my dad could eat. Not because... um. I wouldn't say he forced me, but he kind of like expected me. Like I remember one day, I I always remember this. I went to, um, there was like an event at my school. So I got home, changed. I was really excited. I went to the event, got home back at eight and I hadn't done the dishes and I hadn't cooked. My dad was pissed. Like he was like, I've come home, there's no food. And then I'm there thinking, I'm 12. 12. Like, I don't, like, I think it was from that day forward that I was like, okay, this is my job in this house Mm -hmm. to like cook. And I, it it really like annoyed me that my friends could go home, drop their bags, go to town and enjoy life. But for me, I had to make sure that there was food home. I had to make sure that Mm. I cleaned, hoovered. and And even like when you're going out on a weekend, like my mom would be like, is this clean? Is this done? Is this done? Yeah. Is that, like, there's like a, a list of stuff. Before you're able to like step out. And then it just, I think it got to a point where I've just, I'm just like, ugh. And I kind of was excited when my dad met someone because I was like, oh, maybe finally I can relax. Like, mm-hmm. and like a woman's here to take over the role. Mm, yeah. And then I, I, I literally hated it. So when mm. I had a chance to leave, Yorkshire mm. for, I was like I'm out I am gone <laughs> so I think that was my my um, take on it because I have mm. a younger brother mm. we share the same dad but he he's like living life like every day like we share the same eBay account this boy is buying designer <laughs> I was like I did not even have that kind of money at your age and he anytime he needs money he jumped like they're like oh Ethan how much do you need I'm like listen he when he asks me money even if I have it I feel like I'm not I resent giving it to him because I'm like, they're giving it to you. Mm. I never got it. So let me like enjoy my money now. But I think the fact that he's kind of understanding, like now he's the oldest there. So he's getting little bits, not like fully, but he's getting bits of what I used to get. Mm. So now it's like, he's kind of understanding every time he gets into it with them, he's like, oh, these lot like they're making me mad. I'm like, see, Mm. I used to be there, but I guess, um, yeah, that's my perspective. And then I want to, I just want to ask on on the back of that. How how have your experiences um, dealing with the younger siblings made you think about um, childhood um, for yourself in terms of if you want to have kids or not um, and then if the answer is yes if you do want to have kids because you know you know, if not, it's a sensitive topic so you don't have to go into it if you don't want to but if you do want to have kids um, how do you think your experiences um, will shape you uh, you know in terms of operating as a, a family unit corporately between your partner and then also with, with your kids as well so. I think I'm very like chill with my siblings Mm -hmm. because I just understand how important it is to have a childhood because I'm like they're going to be working for the rest of their lives you know let them chill now and because like I would get those moments of like chill we used to play outside a lot Mm. like don't get me wrong I did get to play out a bit but it was like 
that was always in the back of your mind. Like, I have to go home and like clean and blah, blah, blah. So it's like now I'm just like my siblings. I'm like, whatever you guys want, I'll give it. <laughs> like, if I can, I will because it's just, it's hard out here. I'm like, and I know, because I remember like one example where um, my cousin was quite slow to walk. And my auntie was like, leave them. They're going to be walking the rest of their lives. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, that's true, you know. Like, just chill. Like, why are you stressing about them ticking certain things? Because they're going to be working. They're going to be doing that. So, but I, the only thing that I kind of really dislike is I'm not even married yet. And I'm getting like, okay, so like, you get married soon. And and um, so like, you need to have kids within a year. And, and I was like, bro, like, listen, yeah. I've been raising kids since I was nine years old. Mm. My brother, my first child turned 18 last month. Like, I, <laughs> I've raised an adult. I'm like, listen, and now you're telling me, when are you going to have kids? What? I have kids when I have kids in it. Like, if I have, you're going to see them when you see them. Until then, don't be asking me silly questions yeah. because it's like, what? since I was nine like when do you, when can I live mm. and they're like oh no you can live when your kids grow up I was like what nah, it's a setup. it's, it's a setup <laughs> because they, they, be like, first they're like oh when are you going to get married then you're like cool I'm getting married then they're like okay when are you having kids just, just stop listening to mm. them and like, then when you have grandkids as well <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm like, this life is just I'm not, I was not put on this earth to just work mm. and then die like that's not yeah that's not and i know they'll be like oh yeah you know this dunya and like it's just it's just minuscule and blah 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 like you get jannah and i'm like listen yeah inshallah i get jannah yeah <laughs> but i want a little bit of well. i want to like live. what you yeah. i can't come and kill myself <laughs> 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 yeah. i was waiting for you to yeah tell me i was definitely gonna sing just wait for the moment i was gonna ask um do you feel um almost slightly like you're sort of betraying your culture or kind of going against your culture when you speak out about these things. 100%. I feel um, like you have to do a disclaimer every time. Be like, oh, but my parents were good. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. when me and... Sorry. No, the, oh, sorry. Just, just sort of, that was like the first bit of the question. And then the second bit was, you know, does it is it that your culture has to change or is it that you have to kind of, I don't know, not reject your culture, but sort of strip away some bits of it for mm. it, for... for you know, for your future, for your kids and like future generations. Because mm-hmm. at the moment, it seems like obviously very, very sort of gender imbalanced. Hundred and ten percent. And yeah, that doesn't sound like something that can really run. No. Um, so yeah, what okay. do you guys think? I think also we didn't really mention how we met. Okay. So, so we were we were doing a fellowship um, about sexual and gender based violence. Right. Um, so we it's a charity called um, Forward. Okay. And the fellowship is called Tuwazesha. So shout out them. It's called what, yeah. sorry? Tuwazesha. Okay. So it's a Swahili word, like, to help each other. Oh, okay. Um, and it was just for women of African descent. Yeah. Um, and that's how we met. And it was like a, we did a five-day training away from everyone. We was in, like, some college, some all-women's college in, what was it? Like, King- Surbiton. Yeah, around there. Okay. And it was, like, just talking about these kind of topics where it's, like, all these gender imbalances. Mm. And that was really hard. It was like topics about FGM and like mm. all of this. And it was like, raw, like, we were just, women just suffer. Like, it was just everywhere you go, like every yeah. culture. And it was like women of African descent, that was the only criteria. So it was like Carib- Caribbean women, African women, mm. mixed race women. It was just a lot of us. And it was still the same shit. Mm. Still the same shit. And it was like, you do, we'd be talking. And what was good about that, it was like, it was a safe space. We had like a circle. Mm. 
that was one hell of a day. You step into the circle and you just say something that you want to leave behind in it or something that you want to get over. Mm. Also, everyone's crying. Every yeah. It was just like, raw. Like we're carrying so much pain. Yeah. And if we don't talk about it, we're just going to be carrying it for life. Mm. And you're just going to pass it on and pass it on. And you yeah. just need to be like, listen, I might get flack for speaking out, mm. but that's for a short period of time. Mm-hmm. If it's going to make bigger and better changes, mm-hmm. I'll firm it. I say that by like, Last time some Somali guys found some of my tweets from like 2017 this year and they came at me <laughs> and I still haven't got over that. So there's, no, <laughs> but it's like, they, there's ways of like policing women. And I feel mm. like this is one of them mm. where as soon as you start speaking out, it's like, oh, haram or, mm. oh, like you can't be talking bad about your parents. Or you can't. Mm. And um, there was a, the Receipts podcast recently. Yeah. They were talking about mums and it was like, it's the same thing. You feel like you have to do a disclaimer and be like, okay, but my mum was cool. And mm. so sometimes you'd be talking and you're like, wait, was that abuse? Was that abusive? And you're like, no, no, no. Like you're trying to rationalize it with yourself and be like, okay, no. But then when we talk to some of the girls, it's like, rah, that's financial abuse. That's physical abuse. That's so much abuse that we're dealing with. And yeah. it's like, you just want to hug them all, but you can't. It's like, and in order for me to do that, I need to, to let go of some of this stuff. I need to like, do counselling, I need to do the work on myself and then I can start doing it. But it is, it is, it's hard. Mm. It's so hard. And I feel like that's why we wanted to do this and like create a safe space at this moment in time where it's like, okay, if you're not brave enough to, not even brave enough, but if you're not ready to go out and start talking, let's, let's have this space where we can talk about these kind of conversations. Yeah, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, 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 I agree. Um, I think when me and Hannah first decided to do the podcast, I asked her, like, are we going to be honest? Mm-hmm. Like, are we going to... Because I personally, I don't feel like we should do it if we're not going to be completely transparent. Because mm-hmm. it's one thing being careful about who you're going to hurt. But then I feel like that's not going to be true to the people that follow us because they're just going to be thinking, oh, these two girls are just living a happy life. Like they don't understand our experiences. Mm, And so I think it's really important to like speak your truth, quotation mark. Um, So we really want everyone to hear like, our experiences Mm -hmm. and if we if someone can hear us and say oh like wow I've it's very um, very similar to what I'm going through Mm -hmm. and that it can help them Mm -hmm. then I think that's um that should be um how we go moving forward Mm -hmm. um I think in the whole culture thing I I will so I did sociology as my undergrad and um one thing that always comes up is feminism, inequality, oppression, patriarchy, all that stuff. So from from when I was doing my A-levels, this has always been like an occurring theme, like inequality. So I've always believed that maybe had I grown up in Gambia, I might have a different stance on things. But I feel like I'm here. This is this is my reality I think this is my culture now this is you can get a bit from your um I can pick bits from Gambia that I like and then I can pick bits from here that I like we don't have to continue suffering in the name of culture Mm -hmm. just because I find that that's always like a really um sort of when it comes to choosing your culture people are very militant about it it's like Mm. you either one yeah all or nothing like you can't you can't 
sort of mix and match because yeah. then you're kind of betraying it or yeah, yeah I, I like bit, I call I'm me a betrayer you call me what you want <laughs> call me what you want because yeah. I think um, for example there, there are so many practices in um, in culture religion that um, people may not think it's right but are we going to continue doing yeah, somebody, it somebody once said to me and I don't know if this, if this is the exact quote but somebody said tradition is just culture of the dead Mm. That we mm. continue, Do you know what I mean. That we just carry continue on doing to this it. day. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, mm. yeah, there's de- there's definitely something to be said about sort of just continuing tradition for the sake of tradition. Yeah, yeah. and eventually you kind of forget why that was there in the exactly. first place. Yeah, because it's context, isn't it? Like, yeah, mm. it might have been a reason why back in the day it certain things were yeah. exactly. But now we're in a completely different context, different environment. Yeah, mm. Mm. Do you know, different yeah. social norms. Like you have to adapt. So, would you say that culture um, is something that has to be kind of Revisited and sort of constantly. talked th- about constantly, yeah. I like, think culture should definitely be contextualized. Mm. It should be where and when you are at that particular time. Mm. I could go to another country tomorrow, and then my cultural beliefs could change because mm. that's the context I'm in. Yeah. Um, I, when I go back to Gambia, some mm. of the things I do here, I mean, I may not necessarily do there. For example, I remember last time I went, I had ripped jeans on mm. and my grandma was like oh, oh my, my god yes, what are that. you doing <laughs> they, they were like knee ripped they were, they were showing my knees <laughs> i was like okay like personally i feel like my family probably think i'm this way. i'm like i'm gonna wear what i want and then my uh-huh. mom's like oh just peace, just help yeah. just bring peace to the house yeah. i'm like okay yeah. so things like that or like for ex- little things that you wouldn't do, yeah, and mm. then you have to like change to fit the people you're around. Mm. So I think we shouldn't definitely be quiet in the name of um, tradition. not yeah, tradition, culture, and pleasing other people because mm. that's how things continue to go mm. wrong for us, and then we end up suffering. Mm. I know. I've got. Some- a, I was just sorry. I was just gonna say something. So. Yeah, something that I found interesting is like the kind of caveat that you guys have said. Oh, but my, my parents were cool. Um, despite this and this and this, do you think that your brothers would have to give the same caveat when thinking about if their, their parents were cool? I don't think they care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not because Genuinely. I don't think they care, not because they don't care, but they've never been f- made Forced to feel to like they need to care. Gotcha. If they woke up every day, and for example, I'm Muslim, praying is something that's like, you need to pray on time. Da, da, da. Does my brother get told to pray? Maybe here and there, oh, come on, like, do your salat, da, 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 da. But me, have you prayed? I didn't see you do what do. When did you pray? Mm-hmm. Things like that. So I think when something is drilled into you all your life, you're like, oh, let me watch myself. Mm-hmm. But you if you're policing yourself. Yeah, you're like, oh, maybe that's too much. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But then boys, I'm sorry, from my perspective, my, my brother... He doesn't, he does things that I'm like, oh my God, are you okay? Like, because if I did that, I would like get slapped. <laughs> yeah, so maybe it's yeah. the same I've got, for I've got you. I've a question with that as well, actually. So I think the responsibilities you were given as like the oldest sister was very much around the kind of maternal caring. The, the expectation of Expecta- the maternal one. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Did you experience, and Hannah, you said you have an older brother. Yes, and do you have any older no. male? Okay. But um, were there anything that you witnessed that they had responsibilities to do as the eldest brothers mm. that you didn't necessarily have to do? Well, I, I do have this kind of conversation with my brother. Uh, it, gets a bit, it gets a bit political sometimes because in his eyes, he had it worse than me. 
Mm. Like there's there's no kind of debate. He's like, no, but because so my dad has a theory. He's just very Somali. He's like, and Somalis are obsessed with camels, isn't it? So he's like, oh, you know, kids are like camels. If the first two are straight, the rest will just follow. And that's that's how it works for camels, isn't it? But I was like, it's not the same for kids that like, you can't. So he was really, really, really hard on me and my brother in terms of like where we're going, what we're doing, who we're chilling with. And then for me, it was like what I'm wearing, what I'm like, do you get it was just like another level. Mm. But for him, it was like I never got hit, like it was never physical, but he would get hit or whatever. Mm. And it was just kind of like, for me, I'll start crying if my dad shouts, and that's, that's khalas, that's it. <laughs> he doesn't need to do anything else because I'm already in tears. Whereas my brother, he's like, oh. Um, so for him, he's always been, I feel like maybe financially, he feels a bit more, you know, responsible. Like he has to do more. And I'm not going to lie, like when it comes to stuff like that, like I'll take the piss. So I'll call him and be like, you're like, that's the only time where I can actually ask and I don't I don't have you've seen me the first time Quakey saw me with my brothers he was like you you come across so entitled because it was like that's the only time I can you're act. gonna milk yeah, it yeah are you dumb I mean like, I'm so in distress yes like pay me run me my peas I've been working for time like it's just so when it comes to stuff like that I feel like yeah um but other things I don't know like they don't they've never had to sit and be like okay would I still be a Somali guy if I did X, Y, Z? Would I still be Muslim if I did X, Y, Z? Mm. Whereas as, as a Somali girl, mate, when I took the hijab, yeah, madness, madness. But it was like, I remember people coming up to me, like just outside of the community even, they'd be like, oh, where are you from? I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm Somali. They're like, oh, I've never seen a Somali girl without hijab. So even outside the community, it's already like, oh, you know, Somali girls always wear hijab and blah, blah, blah. Like, so it was just... Best off, you wake up and you're like, oh, if I do this, would I be a good person? If I do this, not even a person, would I be a good girl? Like, just you're constantly like mm. thinking and questioning. So I'm like, mm. it gets into your psyches, and then you don't even need your parents to be there. I've been living by my, there's times I was living by myself for a whole year, like outside of London, and I'll still policing myself. I'll still be like, running home early and like mm. making sure the house is spotless. And then I remember the first times I moved in July. My mom didn't come to October, so I was like by myself. I remember the first time she came, she was like, mm, it's like trying to run her fingers, trying to find dust. I was like, run your fingers all you want. There's no dust. Like, I'm very clean. That's the one thing that you were very good at. Like, I'm not. And she was still like walking around trying to be like, oh, okay. Oh, I know your house is a bit cold. Oh, like just saying something <laughs> for the sake of saying something. But it's like, mate, it's all right. You're, you're already in my head. You don't even need to be here. And I'm already like... That's a mad that's So a mad it's just situation. like, please leave me alone. Like, And then they'll cry about stuff. And I'm like, I remember having... The first time having an argument with my dad was this year. I actually spoke back to him. And it was like... That's, that's, that's I mean, it I feels did. good. Genuinely, I it was like, someone good. give me a prize because I did that. Like, stand your ground. And it was just like, he was saying something like, listen, whatever you say, back to you, innit? Because you raised me, so that's it. So you're already in my head. I'm policing myself. So chill, man. Hmm, like, then back to sender. Back federal to the shot. <laughs> We're like, yo, back whatever to I am, you want to. <laughs> back to sender. Mm. So, I think um, we're going to have to start wrapping up, but... We would love it if you guys just kind of give a last kind of shout and promotion mm. around 
home girls unite and kind of what's the next steps how people can get involved etc okay so we're on twitter and on insta home girls unite follow us dm us and um, we've got a website coming as yep. well so you guys can kind of you know keep up to date we'll put like events and stuff there we're trying to do it a bit more regularly um and if you if you want to get involved you want to help out please like just message us because it's only the two of us at the moment and we're you know juggling full-time jobs and stuff so if you can like people have been so nice that someone messaged us and said i can make a website for you someone has said i can write for you guys so if there's like any skills that you guys want to practice need work experience and like come through and you know god willing when we're in a position to start you know paying people we will pay yeah, yeah. definitely <laughs> everyone needs to to eat so yeah sweet yeah thank you for thank having you. us oh it's yeah. been a pleasure oh, thank, you, oh, thank you so much man and it's just kind of been like like I know my mum has told me about like when she grew up and stuff like that. And to some extent my dad as well, because he was the <clears throat> he was the oldest in the UK at least. Mm. But it's like, yeah, like actually hear like people mm. my age yeah, like, same, talking about this same. stuff. It's mm. kind of because in my head it's very much like something that happened Past, in the 60s yeah. or the 70s. Past, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's a thing that follows you. Yeah. Like yeah. it will it, and it will follow you. Like mm. crossing the road, I'll be holding Quakey's hand and be like, oh careful. And be like, it's and anybody that I'm crossing <laughs> yeah, with, anyone nice. I'll be like, like anyone that I'm walking with, I'll be like, oh yeah, be, be careful. Cause it's just yes, you start in, like, it's like yeah, a reflex. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even yeah. like I'm not it's maybe it's not natural so I'm like a maternal thing that just kind of happened but yeah, yeah. it's been like natural yeah. yeah. no it's been really really good to hear your insights thank and you yeah I hope a lot of people sort of shout out yeah. yeah much success to, to home girls you know yeah. thank so, you yeah. sweet alright cool thank you everyone for listening hope you got a lot out of that um, as as the the lady said um, you can follow them on home girls you know on Twitter and Instagram um, cool guys Wrap up now. Yeah. Um, just plug as, us quickly. As it? always, I was getting there, right? <laughs> <laughs> as always, uh, you can hit us up on OTV Podcast UK uh, on Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you want to send an email, we actually got a lovely email from Auntie Sarah. Auntie was Sarah. Oh, big up, Auntie Sarah. Large up yourself. Yeah. That really, I woke up to that and I was just like, Message oh, us, Auntie Sarah, was... please. <laughs> <laughs> we know you like that, that Ghanaian jollof rice, Auntie Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, big up, Auntie Sarah. And yeah, we love that, you know, people getting value from our conversations yeah. and sharing it with their children and sharing it with the young ones. Um, but yeah, you can give us an email, o2bpodcastuk at gmail.com. And thank you. Take care, guys. Thank you.